before we look at that implosion video, and uh, tonight I want to speak on this subject, America's coming implosion. America's coming implosion. Uh, it's just really uh, a, a matter of when. Uh, I've uh, heard a preacher preach on a similar or this subject before, and I said, well, maybe that's... Uh, a far fact, but it's just it's just a matter of when. Uh, it's really not meant to be a negative message, but let's look at uh, two verses of scripture. We'll go. They're both in Psalms. The very first one, Psalm 33 and verse 12. Psalm 33 and verse 12. Just put your finger there. Back up to Psalm 9. You brought your Bible. If not, you'd have to follow on the screen, but you need to be marking in your Bible. Marking in your Bible. I believe in it. but And uh, make that a mark. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 33, 12, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Now back up to Psalm 9 and 17. Psalm 9 and 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. There's a... Um, we mentioned this morning, and it's just kind of a spinoff of that one point that I mentioned. Probably I threw that in there about the uh, Supreme Court decision. We're going to mention two more Supreme Court decisions. If you rem and there's just really, I'd pick three. You could pick you could pick a dozen of turning points. Now I am very thankful that our Supreme Court recently ruled in. Uh, favor of religious freedom for uh, privately owned companies because this Christian man, David Green, in Oklahoma took a stand against federal law that said that they had to provide uh, medicine to women in their employment that would cause abortion. Because of his religious beliefs, uh, he said, I, I can't do that. Matter of fact, he was going to close all 500 and something Hobby Lobby stores across the United States. And no telling how many thousands of employees would. would but it, what it is, is you got one, it, and that, that person obviously gets the spotlight. One person taking a stand, one Christian, one Christian. And the Bible backs this up. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Well, folks, did you know nations and churches are similar? There's no such thing as a church without people, and there's no such thing as a nation without people. You cannot have either one without people. And so, therefore, if our nation is any, our nation is a group of people. But, <clears throat> Used to, I used to think majority rules. We've heard, I've heard that all my life, haven't you? Majority rules. No, <laughs> it's not the way anymore. One judge can tell a whole group of people, you're wrong. You're, I mean, it's just so, 
we've uh, the cart is the head of the horse, and the pyramid's upside down, and everything's jumbled up and topsy turvy. But I mentioned an implosion this morning. That I just like things, and a lot of times the things will stick when you see it. And I, I did have the quote this morning that from the Supreme Court about that Kentucky decision. But uh, in looking at that, we'll we'll uh, talk about some of these three. The last 50 years, just the last 50 years, our Supreme Court has affected the direction of this nation more, I think, than any executive order by any president, any bill or law that's been passed by the uh, legislative branch. We only have three branches to our government, uh, the executive branch, the legislative branch, and judicial branch. And, but guess who controls all of that? We do, the people. We have a say in it, ultimately. Um, and so, but all of these things, the ultimate say is that down on our knees in prayer to affect change. I think that America will implode not because of economics, and, and that very, very well may happen. America will implode not because of uh, lack of resources or bankruptcy and economics and whatnot, but not just because of our immorality, but maybe as one uh, particular president said one time, when, when good men do nothing, evil will prevail. When good people do nothing, evil will prevail. For a building to implode, and I, and I looked at it, just a couple of short clips. You can go ahead and get that ready and just start it any time you get ready. Um, you must have a foundation must be broken. You must break the foundation for it to happen. And that's what an implosion is. Go ahead. to build came down that was 50 seconds <laughs> five years to build 50 seconds that was pretty neat i saw some others that were you never see really the explosions that take place they all take place inside and if a the main supports to a building that's all you got to do just wherever those are it could be four or in that place 40 about 40 whatever main support that's all you got to do you don't have to explode the side out. You don't have to explode the top out. You don't have to explode anything. To implode a building, just whatever the main su supports are, just take that out. Folks, what are the main supports to our nation? Well, our nation was founded as a godly nation. I've shared with you just two verses, just two. Now, we could hunt a bunch of others. We're going to look at some others about, now, this, may, again, may sound like a negative message but really there's something we can do even in the face 
of a crisis. Very first uh, decision I just want to briefly mention, or just mention two others. The 1962 decision, Engel versus Vital. 1962, Engel versus Vital. This removed prayer from our public schools. The very, and the Supreme Court made it so, the very next year Bible reading was removed from public schools. Now we know that prayer is still going on in, in schools that where basically the administration has not gotten any complaints. Hamburg is one of those schools. All we have to have is just one offended person. Just one. And all these prayers that we're having at graduation, we've had forever at graduation, will be shut down. Just that, I mean, that's all it's going to take. And they can thread a lawsuit on our school system and boom, our, and they have the laws already. Whoever brings it up. Right now, we are just, it's called breathing grace. We're breathing grace. Grace means we're given a gift. Grace is, and that's all it is. And, you know, these last 50 years concerning the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court obviously are justices and judges that are appointed by our presidents that are elected by the people. And anyway, uh, these, these cases, just, there's just a ton of them. But what we see is not neutrality, toward the Christian faith, but hostility toward the Christian faith. I don't, I don't know exactly how to say it any other way. They, there's no hostility toward Muslim faith. There's no hostility toward Buddhist faith. You know why? There's such, I'll tell you why. Because Christianity permeates every facet of our foundation as a nation. I mean, every corner post. Every cornerstone is etched in the Bible, in the Word of God that our nation is built upon. And guess who's plucking out the cornerstones and the foundation stones? Unfortunately, you could, yeah, you could go toward presidential judicial orders, uh, of officials with uh, immoral, immoral decisions. But it really it goes back to the Supreme Court decisions not just picking away at morality. These aren't picking away at morality or this decision, this decision. But all this picture that I'm painting is a, is a picture of an implo incoming implosion. Now, like any implosion, and I mentioned this this morning, anytime you have an explosion go on in an imploded building, there's a pause. Sometimes one second, sometimes as many as... 20 or 30 seconds before the weight of the building. Same thing with when y'all watch, probably watched it live. Whenever the World Trade Centers fell, there was a pause as the foundations began to weaken from the pressure of that weight coming down. And, of course, both buildings imploded. The planes hit, you know, uh, way up there in the 60s and 70s story uh, area. But it, it imploded. And so we have this hostility. The second decision that I'll mention is one that I mentioned this morning. The 1980 Stone versus Graham removed the display of the Ten Commandments from schools. 
And the thing is, it removed, they were not to be taught, just displayed. Just displayed. And I read to you this morning the uh, majority opinion, if posted copies of the Ten Commandments are to have any effect at all, it will in, uh, induce the school children be to induce the school children to read, meditate on, perhaps to venerate and obey the commandments. We, that's what we would love. You know, and again, 17 years after this decision, on December 1st, 1997, in Paducah, Kentucky, whenever they took out the words, I mean, think about it, one of the very first places because of that decision, and uh, thou shalt not kill. And then you start having these killings and shootings in schools. And, of course, there were others that have taken place. Seventeen years. I, did a, I left off a little uh, tidbit of information. The, the very first shot, there were three young people that lost their lives besides the ones that were uh, injured. Guess what they were doing? The shooter in Paducah, Kentucky, it was Heath High School is the name of it. And uh, guess what they were doing? They were having a Bible study. Having a Bible study. And that's where the killer started, or the shooter started. 118 years before that. 118 years before that. You got a printout here. Name of this little printout. Reclaiming America for Christ. Just a neat thing. In a case, this is the Supreme Court of the United States in Vidal versus Gerard, 1844. Now, let me ask you, who probably knew more about what our founding fathers loved, stood for, the Bill of Rights, uh, uh, the Constitution, all of that? The people who made these decisions the last 50 years or the people who made the decisions 100 years, 118 years before I mean, it's right after our country's founded. And you've got all these people living that are still remember our founding fathers. And they said this. Matter of fact, Daniel Webster, who argued the case on behalf of the government, and what it was was uh, the stipulation to use to start an orphanage schools uh, wouldn't allow the Bible. The Supreme Court said this. I'm just trying to hurry. The Supreme Court said that this is their opinion. We, oh, excuse me, why may not the Bible, and especially the New Testament, without note or comment, be read and taught as divine revelation in the college? Its general precepts expounded, its evidence is explained, and its glorious principles of morality inculcated. What is there to prevent a work not sectarian upon the general evidences of Christianity from being read and taught in the college or by lay teachers? Certainly there is nothing in the will that prescribes such studies. Above all, the testator positively enjoins that all the instructors and teachers in the college shall take the pains to instill in the minds of the scholars the purest principles of morality so that on their entrance into active life, they may from inclination and habit invent benevolence toward their fellow creatures and a love of truth, sobriety, and industry, adopting the same time such religious tenets as their matured reason may enable them to prefer. That was a long thing by saying we want the Bible taught in public schools. 
We want the Bible taught. And our Supreme Court said that in those fancy 1844 words. How far have we departed? What has happened to America that we have departed so far? And as I've stated before, that uh, <clears throat> our, our country will no longer be the nation that it once was. The third one, real quick. 1973, many of you know this one, Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, did you know since it has been enacted, there have been 50 million abortions in America. 50 million abortions. Did you know that's 20% of our current population? Basically, we've wiped out, because of that ruling, we have wiped out 20% of our uh, current population. Somebody said, well, preacher, you know what? Uh, you know, this is uh, all this politics stuff and bringing in this and bringing in that. Oh, folks, Paul dealt in politics. Daniel dealt in politics. Moses dealt in politics. All of these people appeared before kings and argued for the Lord on God's behalf. They were spokesmen for the Lord. Matter of fact, God said, I'm sending you to the president, not of the nation. Did you know Caesar was president of the world? <laughs> That's, and guess who sent him there? God did. Matter of fact, it was an all-expense-paid trip. Excuse me, Paul did not realize, though, when God said all-expense-paid trip, it was going to be as a prisoner. <laughs> he just didn't get that memo, but guess that's exactly what happened. I'm sending you this way, and your way will be paid, and your food will be supplied. But did you know this? You know, all of these things, somebody said we ought to talk about the economy. Did you know that if we, sure, we could talk about the economy if you want to, but did you know if we hadn't have murdered uh, all of these 50 million uh, unborn children. It has been calculated by a Harvard study, one or Yale study, get that right, 30, it, if these people were alive today, it will have added 35 to $70 trillion to our gr gross domestic product. We're missing 35 to $70 trillion dollars of our gross domestic product because they're gone. They're not here. <clears throat> How many of you, let me just real quick, this hits this this hits me and I know I'm a distracted and I and I, I I can't be too hard on these guys. How many of you have seen on the news these these parents that get distracted and leave their children in the car? Well it just that just gets me all steamed up. I, but unfortunately, I've done that one time. I sure did. It took about 20 seconds, and I realized, where's Allie? <laughs> and uh, so it, I'm so thankful that, you know, it happened. I, I know anybody can be distracted. There was a recent case. A Georgia man was involved in an uh, adulterous situation while he left his 22-month-old son strapped in a car seat. This just happened in Georgia. And you know, and we get all upset, all upset over these, these parents who neglect their children and put them in harm's way by forgetting them. But did you know this happens 3,000 times a day in America? It's called abortion. 3,000 lives every day if you average it out.
in history and throughout this Bible. What is this? What, just two. And I've just read two. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You know, and we, we can't imagine. Did you know that there are nations that God wiped out and because the children of Israel allowed worship to Molech, Dagon, and just off the top, just forgot the other God that they allowed worship to in their land. Did you know all three of those gods, the people in Israel, backed up and said, we, and they, you know what they practiced? Offering sacrifices of children. That was part of their religion. That was part of their religion. Those religions, I just named two of them and the third one left my head. In the Old Testament, they did. They sacrificed children. Interesting study. And God allowed another nation called the Babylonians to come in and say, I've had enough. And I'm going to wipe you out. Our country, a lot of us don't, don't tie this 2 plus 2 equals 4. Folks slaughtering children because it benefits us. The people doing it, obviously. It benefits them. We're not ready. Boom, kill them. We're uh, not financially ready. Boom, kill them. Uh, don't want this. I'm too young. I'm too whatever. Boom, kill them. All it is is a worship of self, and I lay upon the altar my unborn child. It's the same thing that happened in the Old Testament. Now, you're saying there's a Babylon out there going to come get us? No, I just think we're just going to implode like the building. You say, well, well, we all need to go get a, our guns and our shells and go get canned goods and let's huddle up. No. No. Turn to Matthew chapter 5. I'm just going to tell you, in this sermon, uh, Brother Ed, I meant for this to be short, but I got to preaching. Sorry. Okay. But this, this tells you, say, well, preacher, this just sounds depressing. You're talking, and talking about our nation. What's, what's the matter? What, what, did you know the Bible gives us, thank the Lord, instruction? So we're, we're facing, an, and, and it, and it's kind of like if you've ever, um, how many of you have ever fell down? We've all fell down, hadn't we? Did you know you can fall down and get back up? Our nation can fall down, and did you know what? It can get back up. But notice here in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Salt, did you know salt preserves? It prevents the decay of, of food or, or meat or something like that. It's a preservative. Did you know the Bible, Jesus is saying here, you can not stop, prevent, slow down, because eventually if you leave it there and not consume it, meat will eventually rot or whatever, unless you can it, I guess. And, but I don't think that would last forever. But I sure wouldn't want to eat any 1,000-year-old canned meat, but, you know, I'll let y'all go first. And so, but it says here, salt slows down the decay. It's a preservative. And then it says, not only your salt, but verse 14 says, 
You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light to all that is in the house. Whenever I, I was uh, with one of my deacons and... Uh, <clears throat> In uh, Louisiana, the town just left me. And right outside of Minden, and this uh, I was at this jewelry store, and uh, I was looking for the ring, the ring, brother Ed, the ring that I would pop on my future bride's finger, half carat, all I could afford. Matter of fact, I talked them down several hundred dollars, and uh, <clears throat> I said, okay. But whenever he displayed it to me, he took out, most jewelers know this, I mean, it's just a sales technique, they take out a black felt cloth, they lay it up on that glass, because the contrast of the black felt cloth, and when they pop that diamond down there, and you just mouth falls open, man, because that thing is just, they got the lights, you know, shining down on that display case. And the contrast of that black felt cloth and that pretty diamond is eye-popping. He, that's, they're going to do that. The darker the darkness, the brighter your candle will be. How many people, Christians, have been there when a nation, a family, a city, a town has gone through a tragedy? Folks, if our nation does collapse economically, morally, physically, ever how, we will need to be there for the Lord, for the right reasons, stand for the truth, to preach the God. I think about the, did the three Hebrew children remain faithful? Did Daniel remain faithful? Were they in a foreign environment? Were they captive against their will? How many people throughout history and even Jesus his people, when he was here, who held the government control? It wasn't Israel, was it? It was the Roman government. Even then, they were under foreign control. You see, lots of people have stood up for the Lord even when things are bad. You can, still, you can be salt and light even if our country falls apart. Live for Jesus. Believe in Him. Say, I'm not going to bow i'm not going to bend and if he's with us we ain't going to burn either and that's what the bible promises as we prepare for a hymn of invitation these are promises of what we should do how we should live and as has already been stated you know i'm i am very thankful to live in the bible belt where there's a church on every corner it is a blessing. It is a sheltered privilege. Many of you have been outside of this Bible Belt. We've got to hang on. We've got to hang on. Not get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged. 